Sometimes all it takes to connect with others is to take a second look. That second look can help us span the universe, our political differences, and 200,000 years of history. Welcome to Parking Thought. I'm Jacob, and I'm glad you're here today. Thank you for joining the show where we discuss creating a recipe for gratitude out of the everyday experiences in our lives. Oftentimes, all we have to do is take a look at regular things in a different way. Today's goal is to share some ingredients as we explore how complex people really are. This is episode 140, and while I play the intro, why don't you hit like and subscribe? Let's start with some of the ingredients that make up your body. To function, you need different systems to work in harmony. Your skeletal system provides structure. Your muscular system gives you the ability to move. Your digestive system breaks down food. Your respiratory system oxygenates your blood. Your circulatory system transports nutrients through the body. Your immune system fights off disease. Your excretory system gets rid of the waste. And your epidermis holds it all in. In any one of these systems, there are significantly more details. I believe that there's an infinite number of things to explore and discover in each of these areas. Today, I've selected a few facts to share. How long are your intestines? I didn't know. Turns out they're about 20 feet long, all tucked inside of you between your rib cage and your colon. How many miles of neural networks do you have in you? Turns out, close to 100,000 miles of neurons wrapped all throughout your body. Your brain is the largest collection of these cells, and one part of your brain, called the thalamus, filters the messages to make sure that you don't get overwhelmed feeling everything at once. My favorite two questions this week were, what is the heaviest element in the human body, and where does that element come from? Iodine is the heaviest element, And in the developed world, much of our salt contains the iodine we need to stay healthy. But I didn't stop there. I asked myself where iodine came from. Carl Sagan commented on how our carbon and oxygen that make up our bodies were born in stars long ago. In his lifetime, the origin of the heavier elements was unproven. Today, we know how it's done. Iodine requires a kilonova which is where two binary stars go supernova at the same time by smashing into each other. And binary stars aren't super rare. While Star Wars is fictionalized, you will notice that Luke Skywalker's Tatooine was a planet with two stars. We've known about binary star systems for a long time. We've also known about the heavier elements for thousands of years. But we didn't know about Kilonova until 2008 and didn't have a name for it until 2010. But now, where could we apply this knowledge? We'll talk about that after the break. Remember the day you finished school and realized the whole world was in front of you? And remember the moment you had to ask yourself, what now? Well, it's 2020 and there's a podcast for that. What Now is a solution-driven podcast on problems that school never prepared us for. In each episode, Ken and Alyssa cover topics that didn't get addressed in school. I've built a quick link to their podcast, and you can subscribe by following whatnow.parkingthought.com. Stay tuned, and you might hear yours truly on a future episode. And now, back to the show. The stuff that you and I are made of was born out of the stars, not just one star. 
Smaller stars built the lighter elements, larger stars built the medium ones, and binary stars that went kilonova built the heavier elements that make you function. Imagine that parts of you right now have been floating around as space dust and asteroids for billions of years. As a species, we wouldn't know any of this if we didn't take a second look. A second look can help us find more of the good in the world. Let's start with a really simple example. After last episode, I was thinking about comic books, so I was enjoying reading one of them. And there was a plot point that was emerging as a main character stood in front of a portrait that was behind him on a wall. When we first see the portrait, the expression is clearly posed, totally you know, stoic. Once we see the main character surprised at the reveal of that plot point, the portrait changes their expression to one of surprise as well. Paintings aren't supposed to do that. My first time through the comic, I hadn't noticed a second look increased my reading enjoyment. Not only can a second look help in comic books, but a second look can help keep us from losing our cool. David is one of the guys I went to Iraq with in 2003, and he recently posted that he had to pick up the remains of a burnt American flag at my local park this morning. Let it be known if I catch you in the act, I'm going hands-on. Take your nonsense back to Portland. The comments after David's post quickly escalated in some rather threatening language. Obviously, some people felt very strongly about the flag being burned and they perceived it as a very disrespectful act. I jumped in with a different view, and here's what I said. I'm at the point in my relationship with our government where I have no love for the flag. I don't feel obligated to say the Pledge of Allegiance, and I can take or leave the Star Spangled Banner. When holidays come, my kids put the flags up outside of the house because I won't. Huge fan of the Constitution, don't get me wrong, but I don't feel like that's what our flag stands for anymore. My feelings are the results of my experiences, and I can't judge another person for their reasons, for their feelings. When you confront those you disagree with, please be polite. They might be working through something, or they might just be ignorant. Either way, please be kind. People are complex. Each of our 100,000 miles of neural networks are uniquely our own. No one else has the neural networks built like yours. Your memories are uniquely yours. You may have learned to read and write like everyone else, but the way your brain built those pathways for your learning to read and write is uniquely yours. Oh, and while it's difficult to measure, your feelings are also uniquely yours as well. The fact that we're all complex isn't what separates us. It provides us with more opportunities for us to overlap where we agree. Because you are just as complex as everyone else you share the planet with and everyone who has ever lived here, you can connect with them in some beautiful, wonderful ways. Phil Harding, a notable archeologist, uses his skills to connect with people from 400,000 years ago. In this clip, you're gonna hear him connect with Tony Robinson, the host of the show of Time Team. You'll hear Phil talk while he hits a flint rock to knock off pieces in order to shape it like an ax. The process is called flint napping, and it's something that mankind has been doing for hundreds of thousands of years. So you've got this family of nomadic people, right? And they <laughs> pick up a piece of flint like this, and yeah. then what do they do with it? Well, I suspect they would probably go on for something a bit more manageable like that. And uh, really, they're just probably running around up on the Chilterns, and they pick up a stone like that. And the first thing they do is what we would call 
alternate flaking, which is one flake off one side and one flake off the other side. And he's going around the edge like that. This is where it's really all about. I mean, one of the great sort of uh, comparisons that's been made was like calling it the original Swiss Army knife. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you name it, they probably used it for that particular purpose. Butchery, scraping, chopping, cutting. But you know, okay, that's a, that's a pretty rough hand axe. But um, the thing of it is, it works. Well, it only took, that probably took about four minutes. Well, that, there you go. It? I mean, you saw me make it. Yeah. We've been sat here. It's a dream for a flint napper like me to connect with a long dead colleague. It helps me to appreciate their skills. And what's more, it can even share their thoughts. While I love Phil's ability to connect with his co-host and prehistoric man, he and I disagree on lots of other subjects. But those disagreements don't devalue all of the wonderful contributions he's made in his life. They don't get in the way of me wanting to meet him someday and tell him thank you for the time that he's spent digging in the ground and sharing what he knows about the past. As an author, this is an episode that's difficult to write because this is one of those topics with no clear path forward. It's hard to advocate to the audience to be of two minds. In order to be of two minds, we're going to need to take a second look at ourselves and others. We need to see the differences and the vast overlap between each one of us. Normally when you write, you point your audience in one singular direction. And here, I'm asking you to point yourself in two directions at the same time. The folks who subscribe to this show are a part of a community that likes to take a second look. If that describes who you are or who you're trying to be, then you're welcome around these parts. Thanks for joining us. Can I suggest that you help us grow our community by sharing this with someone that you know? To make it easy, we've curated a list of links at subscribe.parkingthought.com to make it easier for you to invite your friends to join us. We'd love to have as many people stick around as we continue to explore this beautiful world around us and the people within it. Like and subscribe links are on YouTube for a reason. They activate algorithms to help others find the show. Pro tip. The best thing you can do to support a channel on YouTube is watch the videos all the way to the end. What have you learned from taking a second look? And how will you apply this challenge to look differently at the things in your own life? If you've had an insight and you'd love to share it, feel free to leave it in the comments below. It's a great way for us to continue the conversation. And finally, in a world where you can choose to be anything, why not choose to be grateful?